the Mindset Game Podcast, and I'm your host, James Roberts. Before we get started with this week's show, first off, let me take this opportunity to welcome back the regular listeners, and if this is your first time listening to the show, I hope you enjoy this episode and decide to subscribe to the show. And on today's show, I've got David Evans. He is the head coach of Swansea University and Swansea City Academy. And he is the former head coach at DC United's under-20 and under-23 team, as well as the head coach of DeMatha's Catholic High School. So welcome to the show, David. Thank you, James. Thank you. I know we've tried to connect for a while, but um, I'm glad we've uh, finally connected. So before we delve any further in today's episode, uh, David, can, can you talk to us? through your journey to where you are today? Uh, yes, I, I presume as far as a, a coaching perspective or everything in, in general, James? Um, let's delve into a little bit in general. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, West Walian uh, born, uh, a Welsh speaker from Llandesil, uh West Wales, avid footballer from uh, from a young age, but loved loved all sports and and, and participation. Um, stayed local, really. Did my first undergrad degree um, back then at University of Glamorgan, it was called, but now USW did an undergrad in business while I was actively playing football, really, James, in all of West Wales and, and South Wales um, in the Welsh League and, and building up to the what was then called the League of Wales, or which is now called the Welsh Premier. Um, and really enjoyed my studies, but really was still more kind of um, enjoying my participation of football and, and, and playing, etc. Um, that came short, had a bad injury after that undergrad. I played up in London, came back, played in the Cardiff area and, and South Wales, got injured and was was stuck really with thoughts of a career, uh, James. So um kind of used the background of my mother at the time. She was a headmistress, a teacher, and, um, you know, kind of um, sports still wanted to be uh, the focal point of what I did. And, you know, that's the, the teaching background from my mother gave me the idea of teaching phys ed and, and getting into teaching uh, as far as uh, on that side. And I went to Bank University and, and did a PGCE um, bilingually at the time in, in Welsh and English. Um, and did that, and that took me to the States. Um, I got offered a job after qualifying from Bangor uh, to go out and start my coaching career in football. I did some of the earlier badges, C and B, uh, UEFA with the Welsh FA before I left. I was 20, uh, 23 at the time, 24. Um, and that took me out to the States um, and started my coaching career, really, for a couple of years with a with a coaching company called Challenger Sports British Soccer, who, who are one of the bigger uh, summer camp uh, soccer companies in the US. I was a director of coaching with them for a couple of years um, in uh, in the year 2000 and 2002. Um, I was introduced to a, a private school in Washington, D.C., um, on the East Coast uh, called the Martha Catholic High School, which is predominantly a school for uh, for athletes or, or want to be athletes in collegiate level or professional level in the US. So 
I got involved with them in 2002, became a teacher there, and I stayed there for 14 years as a teacher and a head coach in football. And um, and that's really what I kind of settled there, and that's really when I really got into my coaching and, um, and, and thought this could progress as, as, as a career. And in terms of com- obviously coming back to uh, South Wales, now I'm mm. being obviously the head coach of Swansea University and also being mm-hmm. academy manager at Swansea City. How how mm-hmm. did that kind of come about to kind of, obviously, as you're talking now on the show, you were saying you're very, you're mm. very settled in the US. Why the change? Mm. Yeah, it was, um, I was there a long period in, in total 16 years in the US and it was a, you know, a great experience, first of all, socially and uh, for a young lad from, from West Wales, a Welsh speaker from a rural area to to go and do that. I only planned to be there a year or two, to be honest, but um, I kept getting good job offers and and I made the most of, of situations that I had. And it was a wonderful school. I stayed there. I was also involved um, at that time with DC United for the final six years coaching the under-20 uh, team and the head coach of the under-23 team as well, the MLS. So there were great experiences. And it was just a longing of, of home, to be honest, James, which is common with lots of Welsh people, as I get to know people over the world, but um, and some family difficulties as well. At the time, my mother was, was very poorly two years ago. Um, so it all added up. I'd, I'd achieved a lot of goals that I wanted in football and coaching, in the US and developing programs and players and and what have you. But I, I was missing Wales, there's no uh, ifs or buts about it. And um, I was coming home often to Wales a couple of times a year, each each year. My mum got poorly two years ago and um, I always kept in touch with everyone, as you've just asked, with the Welsh FA and, and Swansea City. I'm a big Swansea City supporter, I have been since I was a boy, so I always had close connections. I'd always done my licensing also with the Welsh FA as well as the US Soccer Federation. Um, so I was never really that far away. You know, uh, you know, I always regarded, you know, Wales as home and, and America as travel. I never really regarded it as America's home. Um, it was almost um, a working holiday, if you want to call it. It always seemed uh, as if it was going to be a working experience for me. Um, I never once thought I would I would fully settle there for the rest of my life. Okay. And in terms of the level of football, obviously, stateside, mm. obviously been there for a long period of time, did you yeah. see that there was a, mass, uh, a massive progression and improvement in the quality of the game being played out there? Yeah, I think it's... I think it's it's come enormous way to be honest since I arrived in in 2000. I think the potential was there as soon as I saw it in in some aspects. One just because of the of the demographics really. It's a it's a melting pot of you know so many different cultures across the world, which which so many of them have a passion for football or as they say soccer. So you could always see the the potential was there, but. Often, as you see, probably with developing other countries and other sports like China, etc., the country was almost so big, um, it was always going to take time for infrastructures to be solved and, 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 and sorted out. And I still think they have a lot of challenges with that. But the potential of 
human resources is so strong. Um, they're already, you know, gaining a lot of ground. Um, and, you know, with more structure and more experience, um, I think they could be a, you know, a, a real force uh, to be dealt with in, in world football. But, um, yeah, it remains to be seen when and, and in how they do it. But they, they come a long way. There's no doubt about that. And obviously being uh, engaged with the DC United mm-hmm. and the MLS, what mm-hmm. is your take on probably, probably like, you know, the players finishing their careers in the U.S.? And probably yeah. there's more more players now, uh, be it, I think there's a Brit not long ago in the media, obviously over here, mm-hmm. uh, who, because he didn't get uh, any job offers career-wise with... Um, after academy football in the UK, he went to do yeah. his schooling in the US and has kind of progressed through. I'm trying to think top off my head. I think he plays for New York City FC. And obviously, okay. do you see players, um, if they possibly don't make it in academies over here, looking at maybe looking at their athlete uh, long term development plan, maybe looking at a different option and maybe obviously going down the collegiate level? and possibly mm. looking at their uh, education a little bit more and say, because obviously in yeah. the UK, we do have bursaries and what and whatnot for course. The, 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 the sporty type academics, but it's nowhere mm. near on par to what the US could offer. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's a great topic, James, that you've, mentioned there and I think it's a topic that's just gonna, you know, increase in interest really and I think it's got a lot of value. Um I think the passion for football in this country is so fantastic and, and I love it. It's it's wonderful uh, all, all the way through the youth and generally in, in culture. And I think at the same time with that passion, I don't think the reality is clear enough probably in, you know, in the, um, the probability of a career in the UK, if that's, if that makes any sense, you know, the, the percentage rate, obviously of, of players that, you know, come through and, and gain a full career out of football from all youth levels is very, very small. Um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, at the best case scenario for any parent or any young boy or young lady thinking about going into the game, by all means, put everything into it, by all means, you know, dream, by all means, work hard but you know from from a 16-year career in uh, dealing with top student athletes and I mean in in all levels MBA NFL MLS and you know I lectured and, and teached and coached all these guys at the Martha which was a factory of for athletes and these these were elite athletes but they had a far greater respect for academics um, regardless if they were going to make in their career or not and that you know one of the reasons for that was the pathway was naturally towards collegiate first. Um, that won't happen here as quickly, obviously, that, that always collegiate effort first. But I think what would be wise, I think, for young athletes in this country and parents a little bit, you know, is to just have a little bit more touch on reality and, and, and at least try to back themselves up with, you know, a stronger academic you know, perseverance in school uh, that will always give you then a slightly stronger, you know, safety net as a, as an option to be a, a collegiate 
athlete in this country or or the US. Um, but obviously, if you just gamble all on your athletic situation, um, then you could leave yourself in a in a tricky situation moving on. But it, I think it's a fantastic topic and. It's quite weird when I got, you know, in discussions in the US or interviews, it was almost the reverse, right? Where the grass is greener, where they, where the football people or the soccer in America were so envious of the European model, thinking that fast tracked maybe the one or two or three elite players, but they wouldn't be have a grasp on obviously in the appreciation of their model where possibly the 90 or 95% obviously uh, have a stronger bias also towards academics that would give them um, obviously a couple of options moving forward athletically or or academically I think I think it's a good model and it was one I've been taught obviously from my mm. career is to, it's kind of a backup plan to a certain extent how I use my personal experience it was very much right. Uh, I didn't like that. Like, like you, your story you talk about is it's what do I do if sport does go wrong? Obviously, I was still in school. I've been about 15, 16 yep. when I had to kind of decide, oh, right. what, what am I going to do? Uh, be it I get an injury, uh, get yep. dropped. Uh, obviously when the career actually does come to an end, down the line, that's yep. something you probably don't think about at that age. You're thinking, oh, you're going to last forever but yes i think the american model is probably a good one because like you said they, they put their academics first it's it probably sets you up for life in 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 in, in one way or another because mm. if you don't make it in the sport okay you you've got that network as such within the, the academic field you mm-hmm. probably uh i won't say necessarily would get a job for definite, but you've got that work ethic behind you from the sport and think you're good, uh, uh, what was it, good communication skills, uh, teamwork, right, etc. Which businesses love to hear yeah. on TV. Which you've and got time, time, time management, time management is so key for an athlete, you know, that it's usually comes on par with, with studying, you know, time management is about discipline. All those things can be self-learned skills that can that can be passed over um, obviously in, in any athletic career as well and we you know you you do see that you I've seen so many athletes that maybe might start off with not so much the skill set athletically but they they become so mature and, and strong because of high other demands in academics they, they tend to be more organized and driven and I've seen situations where they're the ones that actually do then succeed athletically because they seem far stronger, far more mature, time management, they're more driven, um, a lot of situations. But it's very difficult to, you know, you, you tend to generalize because you have to in these type of discussions. And you know, it's a difficult one to uh, to be certain because there's so many different variables for different kids in different cultures and, and countries. And But what's been brilliant for me, James, coming back, because I had one memory, obviously, of football here, when I left, which was 16 years ago, but to see it now, it's come a long way. I think the clubs here now, though in Britain, do a brilliant job compared to what I remembered. You know, I just look at Swansea City now, the, the setup in the academy, James, is absolutely fantastic. And 
And I think what one good thing they do, um, which was different, obviously, to the past when they have a full-time academy, and obviously the connections of a Premier League helps you with resources because of finance, etc. But to have an in-house academic system uh, in the facility, built into the facility, just handed to showing our players at the academy, our young men, how important academics is. Because they, they tend to stay one day a week with us, twice a day, and then they have a day of school with us. We're there, we're there as coaches. They see the classroom. It lends itself to helping us. Academics is here. This is just as important as you going out on the field right now. And and I think across the board, you know, that's helped our students, our student athletes to get stronger at Swansea. And it's a good way forward. And, you know, then you have the coaches on the field straight after the passing. How did, it go? How did class go? And I think you're bringing both a little bit closer to each other. And, and these are young men at the end of the day, and, and they need guidance and they need to be shown. I think, you know, a lot of clubs have come a long way and I think they're doing a much, much better job, I think, of of underlining the parallels and and the need for them to perform on the in the classroom and obviously on the field. And in terms of the link with the university, obviously the listeners probably don't know my association with the university as such i i spent yeah. five years down there but how, how i did yes i heard obviously progressed from uh, it was very much the uh the my sports science department obviously worked with like yeah. the osprey the, the football club yeah. but how has that kind of progressed now because looking at your twitter account it's very much mm. i would say into interlinked and intermeshed now yeah, I think, you know, I think it's getting closer. Um, last year was only my first full year really there. So if I'm completely I'm still kind of really learning. It's a big university. I'm still learning departments and et cetera. But I think overall, yes, there's, it's starting to gel. I think, you know, the sports science department is doing extremely well now and getting a, a very good British and European kind of uh, reputation, which is wonderful. And but we're trying to link in everything. Obviously, all different, you know, academic courses, um, the students, the sports science, and then the sporting teams. Um, and again, it's all these things take time. But I really, really think and hope that we can move it forward. And it has helped in Swansea. There's no doubt that you know, we're two quality. As you just mentioned there with the Ospreys and with Swansea City and you know the the more kind of respectful and professional organizations that are similar they can come together hopefully you can you know you can help each other push on and in terms of I've seen obviously through looking at your Twitter as well uh, the university team is now in the the, the league pyramid system is mm-hmm. the how would I say this? The long-term goal of the club to maybe replicate uh, something that uh, Cardiff Met has done and obviously progress through the leagues. Um, I, I, you know, one thing's for certain. You know, I, I've got huge respect for everything that Cardiff Met has done. I think it's a fantastic 
model. And str- strangely, I, I did my coaching science masters at Cardiff Med a couple of years ago, part time, while I was coaching at DC United and the Martha at DC. So I was going back and forth for six, eight week blocks for four years and working full time in the US. So I kind of was on that journey with them really and coached with them at Cardiff Met through the Welsh Leagues and it was just great to be a part of it. Um, I knew the reputation of Cardiff Met and, um, but huge respect for Christian and Robin and, and all the players there. So I'd seen that the first hand and, and then to be perfectly honest, James, I had no idea there was even a club at Swans University um, when I started talking with them with a partnership with Swansea City. I was fully aware obviously of the Bucks programme uh, and it was only in the first meeting or two that I was even made aware of it. Um, and what was interesting, it took another six months for me to find out that there was actually a successful team here at the university uh, in the Welsh League uh, Division One at the time in the 80s. Um, at Swans University, it actually developed uh, a number of professional footballers. Um, but for whatever reason, and I'm still trying to find out, but... Uh, that kind of enterprise died, I believe, in the late 80s, early 90s. And um, it's a great story that the students here for four or five years before I arrived really built that club back up through the lower leagues in Swansea to the point where, you know, when I came in a year ago, we, we, we needed to, to win the first division to get into the Welsh League, which, you know, was one of the targets and one of the goals we achieved, you know, last year. So... Yeah, absolutely. What Cardiff Metters do is fantastic, but they're a very different, you know, type of university to us. So, as much as we'd like to potentially get to where they are, James, you know, by by knowing both organisations, we won't get there by doing the same as Cardiff Met. If that makes sense, we we're a different type of university, and and we'll have to do it our way if if that makes sense but huge admiration and respect for what they've done at Cardiff Men and I, I think it's a great example for not just us for any university um, and I know David you've got to shoot off to training in the next few minutes so last last question yeah wrap up the podcast. Um, if you had to summarize this episode into one sentence what would that be uh, this interview, you mean, James? Yes. Uh, um, enlightening, enjoyable. Um, compliment to you. I'd rather interview you, James, on your career than actually talk about mine. Um, but I think it's a conversation or you've asked questions that will grow in interest, I think, over the next five, ten years. You've talked about academics. You've talked about the student-athlete. And you've talked about different models in sport. And I think all those three things will will evolve quickly i think over the next five ten years so i think you'll be able to interview many similar type of people i think and have the conversation progress so once again david thanks for coming on the mindset game podcast you're welcome thank you james congratulations on your career and and your work now, it's, it's, it's been good. I've been reading some of it recently. It's been, it's been great. Thank you very much for that. So I hope training goes well this afternoon. Thanks, James. The sun is out in Swansea. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good day. It's a good day. Well, it's God's country, isn't it, though? <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
Sorted. And then ta-da now. Thanks, James. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, bye. And before I forget, I would really appreciate it if you would be so kind as to leave a short review as it helps to get the podcast more notoriety and it will be more visible in future to others and thus helping more people, which my guests and I are all about. Once again, thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time for another episode of the Mindset Game Podcast.